0: are listening to aubrey cd speaks to find out more information about this podcast or for future episodes you can go to my instagram and my twitter aubrey cd speaks and be sure to subscribe like comment and review thank you so much be blessed hebrews 3 starting at verse 7 going all the way down to um, verse 11. Mm. You know, I think I'm going to go down all the way to 15. Here we go. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years, Therefore I was angry with that generation, and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any way of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Unhonestly, I mean, let's go up and, you know, with therefore being in verse 7, that's... um. What I grew up hearing as a a, a gateway. And so let's go to verse 1 of chapter 3. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, who appointed him as Moses, also was faithful in all his house. For this one... Has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ, as a son, over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end, and then it goes in. You know, today if you hear my, if you hear his voice, don't harden your, uh, don't harden your heart. And the reason why I wanted to start that off again in part two was because honestly, it's just so important to me because I've seen. And I said it in episode one or freedom part one. uh, I've seen so often when the presence of God comes and honestly exposes himself, comes and sits in the room and faces you. And it's not I'm looking around or anything. I just see what happens gradually in a person's life when they harden their heart and walk away. And, um, and I mean, they may say, you know, I, I, I heard the Lord say it was time to leave or certain things like that. And it's an odd time. Um, and you know, maybe it's not every time, but I'm talking about the particular ones that they, they hardened their heart and it's obvious that they've hardened their heart and they left in, they say, you know, they do they might say didn't leave for offense, and you can kind of tell it was something. A lot of times it was he came, and suddenly that facade that was created, that mass that had been created for all of us to view, thinking that they were hiding who they really were, can and will be exposed if they yield to what God is doing in the room to his very presence. And he's going to give you a a decision, just like he gives us the decision to whether or not to repent. He gives you a decision to yield to him, just like when you got born again, to yield to him, to put your faith and trust in Jesus and let him do a work in your life. And so you can choose to yield to that or you can choose to harden your heart. And whenever you say no to something like that, it is hardening your heart. I don't care what anybody says it's hardening your heart i have an example in the old testament and he he talks about moses here chapter three in the old testament um there was a point in time when the children of israel were in the wilderness after the exodus and god told moses i want everybody to you know clean their clothes bathe purify themselves you know don't even be with your spouse um, before this. I want you completely pure and clean because I'm going to come down and I'm going to make my presence known. I'm going to make who I am known, uh, to everyone. So basically he was going to come and speak to the people the way he speaks to Moses. He was going to come and be with them and dwell with them. And he was going to be their God and they were going to be his people. Okay. So here he is in the wilderness and he is presenting himself to them. He comes down, the presence of God comes down and sits with them face to face. And they have a decision to make, whether to yield to it or whether to deny it, whether to say no to it, whether, you know, or not they're going to harden themselves to it. And when he comes and he presents himself to the people, the people freak out and beg Moses to make the Lord stop talking to them and for Moses to be their spokesperson and Moses to only hear God and they'll, uh, Do whatever Moses asks, whatever Moses says that he says that the Lord said, they'll do it, but please, we we don't want to all, they they harden their hearts, we don't, and this is what it's talking about. They, they, They didn't want to have that experience. They did not view themselves as children of God. They had allowed themselves in the 400 years that they were in Egypt to get this mindset of who God was as somebody distant. You know, the way the, somebody that maybe didn't speak to everyone, but only spoke to the high priests the way um, that, uh, uh, you know, the gods of Egypt did to the, to the high priest, which we know they're false gods, but, but um, they, they took on the Egyptian religious mindset of there's a high priest or more than one high priest that hears from whatever god Is being worshipped that will tell you what that God says, right? And and they've they pin that on the God of all gods and refused to all be bearers of and hearers of the presence of God. They all refused to. To hear him the way Moses heard him, which is the way we hear him as believers in Christ. Okay, his spirit in us. That's what he wanted to do with them, for them, to abide with them. The way he walked with, the way that God walked with Adam. You know, like, like, listen to this. He wanted, God wanted this relationship, one-on-one relationship with each and every child of Israel. Man, woman, child, with each and every one of them. And they refused him. They hardened their hearts towards him and said no. And he said, you're going to deny that? You're not going to enter my rest? None of that generation um, entered the the promised land. None of that generation because they hardened their hearts. And I want to encourage you no matter what place you are, um, whether you've ever stepped into revival, you're in the middle of revival, you're in a place of revival, but you know that you're in a place where you need to go deeper, or um, you want revival, you've been praying for ri- revival, but you've never been in it. I want to introduce you to something. When revival comes, the presence of God comes down. And it's like, you know, John Mark McMillan's um, version His, because, you know, he was the writer of How He Loves, not John Crowder or other, you know, uh, is it John Crowder? (laughs) Um, You know, not, or is it David Crowder? David Crowder, not David Crowder um, or any of these other people that have sung How He Loves. John Mark Millen is the original writer of How He Loves, and the way he wrote it was... Um, you know, a sloppy wet kiss. Okay. When the presence of God comes down to be with his people that have been asking for and praying for revival, and he answers you by coming down and sitting with you, abiding with you, it, it's going to be a moment where it's like, pow, you know, a sloppy wet kiss. And you have to decide what you're going to do with that. Just like when you got born again in that moment where, um, before you repented, there's this place where conviction is weighing on you and the spirit of God is like, what are you going to do with this? You know, and you have to decide, are you going to say yes to this? Are you going to harden yourself and you're going to walk away from this, but it hits you like a sloppy wet kiss, like it, you know? and you have to make the decision of what you're going to do with that. And so revivals like that. I mean and just like I mean it can start with repentance and crying and crying out to God. But the experience of revival come there comes a joy. You know joy comes in the morning in the in the in the evening there may be crying but joy comes in the morning and that beginning before revival comes is the that evening of uh, there may be weeping you know where you're you're coming to god and you're confessing you're like i got to have more of you cuz i'm i'm all over the place and i i can't i can't handle it anymore and i can't do this anymore and i'm so hungry and i'm so thirsty and i don't know what to do with my life and i just don't know who i am and i just have to have you cuz i am like going nuts i'm going crazy and I need, God, I need more of you. There's got to be more of you. I need more. I need to be revived. I need to go back to that place of what I was like when I got born again. Who is that person? I don't know who that person is anymore. And you're crying out to God for more. That's, that's asking God for revival. And you're oh, you're crying. And that's the evening time where there's all the weeping. And then when he answers and you say yes to that and you yield to that and you don't harden your heart, in that moment where he comes and he sits with you, like the presence of God, it's, it's not like, it's not like, you know, you think you heard his voice, but it kind of sounds like you, no, 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 no. You know when the presence of God comes into that room where he's sitting with you. And you 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 know, you know when the presence of God is there. And in that moment, and you you say yes to it, and you receive what he has for you. Because you need him. You need him. It's joy. Joy. It's the morning. Joy comes in the morning. And and it's almost like, you know, the other verse in, uh, I think it's Psalm 121, where it's like, we were like those who dreamed. Okay, I'm, I'm going to flip over there real quick. Because, uh, you guys, you. It's it's amazing what God does. And, and a life that desires him and is asking for him and is hungry and thirsty for him. And then he answers you. It's, it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. Okay, um, And you don't know how to expect it. I mean, you hear people talking about revival and what it's like and stuff. But you can't exactly expect anything because it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. I mean, getting born again is kind of close to it, but but being in revival where you go back to your first love, he fills you with an extra, um, and you actually experience what it's like to be with him, and it's supposed to be normal, and it's like this is out of this world. Okay, so um, okay, it's not some, Psalm... it's not Psalm one twenty one. Oh, it's Psalm 124. Okay. Um, (laughs) Uh, No, it is not. Oh, it's 126. Okay, Psalm 126. It says When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. And then it says, Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless Come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And that's what revival is like. It's like, um, it's, it's like coming to a place of, of joy, of his presence of rejoicing. And you're like, what, what is going on? What just happened? Because my life before this moment. Was that real? Is this real? (laughs) But um, coming into revival, where you yield to it and you don't harden your heart to it. I mean, you've been weeping and confessing to God and you're like, I just need to start over. I just need to do this all over again. I need to be born again, again. God help me. And he answers in grace. Grace. so much grace, so much grace is stupid, like, it's crazy, and, and no, I'm not, like, I don't even know what you call it, I don't even know what you call it anymore, those grace people, like, I'm a grace person, I'm sorry, I'm a grace person, Um, but, like, the, you know, there are those that kind of say, like, there's people that, you know, it's so much grace that they're going to cause people to sin and to stumble because of grace. Like, heck no. You, when you understand grace and you understand God pouring out his grace upon you, there is no desire to sin. There is no, there's not this place of, I'm going to keep on sinning because grace abounds. Like, no. No, it's like, I have so much joy in my life. I have so much freedom in my life. Why would I want to sin? It's seriously, it's like that. It's not like, oh, I'll just tell God sorry or I'll just confess it or whatever. It's not that at all. When you experience the grace of God in your life, there is so much joy because you're like, God really loves me. God really loves me. Like, guys, you don't get it. God really loves me. Like, he loves me so much that even though I've been a knucklehead and I've been, like, I don't know where I've been, uh, but I just needed more of him and I asked him for more. And he poured out his grace upon me. And he's like, kid, you don't have to feel the condemnation of sin any longer. I love you. You're my kid. You're... Something like that is not going to rip you from my hand. Like, you you don't understand when a person walks away from Christ like that, it's completely different than hey, I just I just messed up and I need daddy. Like, it, it's, it's completely different. Um, it's understanding the grace of God is I need to hit reset. But you don't just hit reset because you've sinned. Like, it's, it's not like that. It's like, okay, (laughs) this day was weird. And I ended up fighting with my husband or fighting with my wife and that wasn't okay. And it just, you know, you're kind of like, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't normal. Let's hit reset and start all over. And I mean, I understand like, like, sometimes you don't want to hit reset, especially if you think you're in the right and you've been arguing with your spouse, and you're pretty sure you're in the right, and they're saying, let's hit reset, and you're like, Ew. Why is it that you're saying, let's hit reset? <laughs> Doggone it. I missed the opportunity, and he's going to reset. <clears throat> grace, no, no. Okay, let's hit reset. <laughs> and And then there's so much joy and so much grace and so much love and so much freedom. So, um, if you've never experienced that, you know, his grace just being poured out upon you, where you're suddenly realizing that he loves you so much that he's, he doesn't have that condemnation button over you. And, and he's not yelling at you every time you screw up. Like he loves you. Like he He actually loves you. Uh, um, um, I talked about in the last episode about how my daughter um, my daughter uh, got a really bad laceration on her thigh where she needed stitches, and it was because she was doing something I had told her not to do. Like previously, she knew not to do something, and she did it anyway. To, cause she, I guess she thought that she was gonna be fine or something. Everything was gonna be okay, and it wasn't okay. And um, and then that she said. She's sitting there while I'm trying to stop the bleeding and she's telling me, she's so sorry. I'm so sorry, mommy. I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again, mommy. I'll never do it again. You told me not to do it. I'm so sorry. And she's apologizing to me and because she had told me what had happened and she's apologizing to me and it's like, baby, (laughs) baby, I don't even care. I don't even care what happened right at that moment and, and how you got this and why you're suddenly in this situation. All I care about is, is you being okay. I love you. I, I told her, I love you. I love you. You're my girl. You're my girl. I love you so much. Calm down. It's all right. It's done. It's done. Calm down. Everything's okay. I love you. It's okay and she calmed down and she's like okay mommy okay and and that was grace because I I'm pretty sure that some of you and I, I was like this I was like this at one point before revival where I had this idea in my head that if I screwed up and I did something I knew was wrong and I went to God about it and kind of confessed it and he would be like you know, you nutcase, why, you know, I told you not to do that, I told you not to be like that, I told you not, and he would be like, I told you, I told you, I told you, and told you, and here I am with this wound. And he's just, rah, 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 woodshed. You know, like, I I so often heard about, you know, he's gonna take you to the woodshed. And I was like, man, that's for every little thing. Like, man, where's the, (sighs) you know, I already, beforehand kind of hated myself because of all that I did I just couldn't get out of it you know like I, I felt so bound in it I was like I might as well just be my worst because you know before I got became born again I might as well just be my worst because I already hate myself and um you know I, I had a night I had this thought that I sin and I sin bad and I die in that sin I'll go to hell like there was such a condemnation, condemning feeling on my life. And there was no grace. And uh, I had to come to a revelation that there's grace and he still loves me. And I'm not going to go to him with this open wound. And he's going to be like, rah, 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 rah. No, no, he's going to be like, I, I, I got you. You're my girl. I love you. I love you here let's let's take care of that wound. I love you, you're okay, you're okay, everything's fine. everything's fine it's okay let's 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 just give me a hug. I love you, let's keep going. and when I received that revelation of he's like every everything's okay, I love you. Let's keep going like because it's not just it's not just everything's okay, and then you're kind of stuck in this mire of I really feel bad, no. God says, "Let's keep going," because He knows the importance of going forward, and 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 not sitting and dwelling in this thought of, "I really screwed up," because you can really mess yourself up that way, and you'll never get out of it. So He pushes you and says, "Let's keep going. Let's keep going forward. You got this. You got this." And, um, and that's where grace comes in, and it messed me up, and. Um, yeah, maybe there are some people that are completely weird about the whole grace thing. I, I don't know. Oh, okay, but what I will tell you is there is grace is real, and he really does love you, and he he won't hold that over you. Like when you screw up, he's not gonna hold it over you. He he doesn't. He's a good God. He's a good father. You know, maybe the the fathers here on earth, you know, whether they're good or bad, maybe there is something that they hold over you. Maybe you've had that experience in your life. God's not like that. God's better than them. He's a perfect father. Perfect. He's not going to hold these things over you and over your head for you to live with a downcast face and a downcast soul it, it, it's not it's not like that you, you just keep going you just keep going and you just keep going in faith and you keep going knowing he loves you like guys he really loves you like he really 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 loves you he really does love you it doesn't matter he really loves you no no it don't don't put well what about what about no he like really loves you like, he really does. Like, you can even say that to yourself right now. No, it doesn't matter about all the other things. He really does love me. Like, say that. Say that to yourself. Because he really does love you. Like, he really, really does. And and we have to get out of this religious mindset of, I screw up once and that's it. Like, it's not like that. You come to him with it and you just say, God... Like, I did it again, and I, I hate that, because I'm not bound up in sin, and then you go, God, I love you, I praise you, you're so worthy, you're so holy, you're a loving God, you are a forgiving God, you're so mighty, and you're righteous, and you're true, and in all your ways, and you love me and i thank you that you love me i thank you for the blood of jesus that paid the price for my sin thank you so much because i would be really i don't know where i'd be right now like just begin to praise him and, and tell him okay i'm i'm going i'm going to keep going i'm going to keep going forward i really need your grace on this i'm going to keep going forward and he'll pour out his grace on your life and and he's like come on let's keep going let's keep going because you, you come to a place where where you're stronger in him when it comes to your weaknesses than when you are allowing con- condemnation. And it's the lie of the devil. But you're allowing the lie of the devil that where you think that it's this relig- religious mindset where you think that condemnation is going to be laying on your head after you're born again. Like it it's not there, it doesn't exist. If you're born again, condemnation is not laying over your head. It's not sitting over your head waiting to pounce on you when you sin. It's just not there. So don't allow yourself to be taken in by the devil. He wants to still kill and destroy. You know, if if something that's going on in your life and you're like, man, that doesn't really make sense, it doesn't really sound like God, it probably isn't. Okay, so, um, yeah, so um, uh, don't harden your hearts the way the children of Israel did when he came down. Like, yield to Holy Spirit. Because after you've received grace and you understand how much he loves you, there's a joy. There's this... Overflowing, overwhelming, completely undoing of every messed up whatever in your life joy that comes in and fills you and comes out of you because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God. Because he loves you so much. Because his presence is right there. And goodness, you can feel his love for you when his presence is sitting with you and you've yielded to him, he's like, ah, that's what I wanted all along. All I wanted is for you to yield to me. I've come to sit with you face to face and I I have no intention of leaving. 24-7, 365 days a year, 52 weeks in a year, sitting with you face to face. I've wanted this since Adam. He's like, this is, this is all I've ever wanted. This is great. And all the joy, suddenly his joy and pleasure and delight in being with you and abiding with you fills you. It spills out over on you. And then it spills out over on everybody else that's around you. If they'll receive it. <laughs> but there's so much joy in the presence of God. I mean, man. God has so much joy and He say, He takes so much pleasure in being with us, His children. I mean, it, it's 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 amazing to experience His pleasure. And being with us. He's so excited. Holy Spirit is excited. He gets excited when he's with us. And he gets to talk to us. And he gets to share us things of God. And then the things that he shares. He's like, I'm going to give you this word. And I want you to speak it out. And then we speak it out. And he's like, yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this. This is how it's supposed to be. And it's supposed to be for everybody. Like that is supposed to be for every born again believer in Christ. And, and man, Holy Spirit loves it. God loves it. God loves it. And I say Holy Spirit and then I say God, but Holy Spirit is the actual spirit of God, the presence of God. So deal. Um, You know, don't, don't let, don't let religious hullabaloo that doesn't even make sense. If you actually read the scriptures, boggle your brain. The spirit of God's meant to be here even now. it never it never stopped flowing because the apostles died. never stopped, never stopped, can't stop, won't stop like he He loves to pour out upon his people, He loves to pour out upon his children. He loves to freely give because you freely receive It's yielding to him is all about receiving, complete, open receiving, he, he's going to pour out, he's going to give you open heavens, wherever you go, whatever you're doing, as long as you have open receiving, you know what I mean, it's absolutely amazing, and it's so wonderful to be in the presence of God, but with the joy comes this freedom, and, and, and you got a taste of it when you got born again, like, that, that freedom, that feeling of freedom and being alive was never supposed to go away. It was supposed to be with you always, and that freedom was to grow in everything that you do in your life. And as you step out in faith and do certain things in faith, there's that freedom. Oh, I am freedom in Christ. I'm free. I'm free. I'm righteous because of Christ. He's, he's removed my sin. I'm walking in freedom. You know, a person that really understands freedom is a person that's born again. They truly understand freedom. A person that is born in a free country, that's pretty awesome. Honestly, that's, that's pretty awesome. But your freedom can be taken away from you very easily. And we found that out with this whole COVID-19 lockdown thing. Your freedom in a country that is known for freedom can be taken away from you very quickly. But a person that is born again, that knows the freedom in Christ, they're really free. You know, you can be a believer and locked down North Korea and you truly no freedom because you're born again even with everything around you taking every piece of freedom from you the one thing that they can't take away is your freedom in Christ a born again person truly knows freedom and if you have not allowed yourself to experience f- what freedom in Christ is and you don't have to get it just because of persecution like you can understand what freedom in Christ means now and like I told you uh, in the last episode, uh, I experienced a, a different level of freedom when I said yes to God, even if it meant being arrested. And I stepped out and I did something, and, and he showed me a different level of freedom, and and it, it's given me so much joy, and, and worshiping him, like, is <laughs> times... Ten lately, like when the presence of God's just filling me, and I already like to. I mean, and it started with revival, but I already enjoyed dancing, you know, and that came with revival, <laughs> that didn't really come before. Maybe jumping up and down a little bit, maybe having my hands up in the air, but not dancing, and so I, I've I've enjoyed dancing, in worship since revival. Um, but this is a whole different... Worshiping God in this level of freedom is a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother level. And it's um absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's like I touched heaven. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding you. I've experienced so much more in the spiritual, in this place of freedom than I've... I, I, I knew before and I... You know, I'm not bragging here, I'm just telling you a fact, like, um, Lord's given me a a place of, you know, walking in the prophetic that, um, I guess it's an anointing, (laughs) um, and I have, I have seen things and experienced things, um, that have left me completely undone. But what I have experienced after that one day of saying yes, even if it means I get arrested, I'm going and um it I heard on well, this one meeting we had I heard um I heard angels singing. it definitely was not us worshiping <laughs> like there's a group of us, and then there's this. These loud, boisterous voices praising God along with us. And it's like, wow, like, wow. It was, and it was coming from all around the church. And it was, I was like that, it sounds like there's 200 people. Like, basically, it sounded like there were, 200 people in the building and there was definitely not 200 people in the building, but it sounded that way. Like there was no way there's 200 people in the building, but it, it sounded that way. It sounded like 200 people in that building and it was amazing and it was the presence of God. It was, and it was angelic hosts praising God along with us. And I was like, wow, that's, that's nothing I've ever I've ever experienced before in my life. And I I hit another level of hearing things, hearing the things of God that I'd never known before. And uh and I truly believe it's because I stepped out in faith. And and here I am ever deeper in his presence, ever deeper in his love. And he just keeps on giving and I keep on experiencing and receiving. And you can have that too, like you can have. You can have freedom in Christ, because every believer in Christ is to have the freedom in Christ. And you may think you're okay right now. You can be more than okay. It never stops. Like the joy never stops, the love never stops, and and honestly, if you're like, Nah, I'm, I'm, i think I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. You know well what do you what are you holding on to because when you've experienced revival, when you've experienced the love of God and the joy and the freedom of God in such a way that you've you've yielded yourself your whole life you're like, take it all, everything is is nothing compared to you and needing more of you and you've completely opened yourself like it's like you've ripped open your you know chest cavity and you're like just just here I am just here's all of me the ins and outs of me and you can be in every every single piece and part of me and if that means you know getting rid of something that I've been holding on to then get rid of it because you're you're worth it. Everything about you is worth it, God. And when you come to that place, that's a yielding. And when you come to that place of yielding and he comes and he just, he removes every onion layer. He removes every facade and piece that you made. The best way I can describe it. The best way I can. Because he gave me this revelation of it. This one night, um, when we're doing Revival and Soul Radio, and we we're listening to it, and we we're talking about all this, and uh, the best way I can describe it is like this. You know how, in today's makeup world, you can make yourself, like, look like you have a different kind of cheekbone, and a different kind of nose, and it's all makeup, you know, highlights, lowlights, and all these other ites, um, which, you know, if, if you know me, I, I like don't wear makeup. <laughs> I I don't really wear makeup. It doesn't really agree with me. Um, and I, maybe I just haven't figured out how to keep it on, but it just don't, don't agree. Except in the winter time, maybe sometimes I'll wear it if it's a special occasion or whatever. I, I currently don't have any, pretty much, I don't have any makeup in my house right now. I just haven't restocked. But anyway, uh, I, I don't really wear makeup, but I, 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 I know other people that, like, they, they wear makeup and they've made themselves, I like, I know what they look like without makeup, and then, you know, they do pictures of them with makeup on and all the different things that they've done with their face, and they look like a totally different person, and if I didn't know them, like, without their makeup, I wouldn't even recognize them, Um, and I'm like, that's, that's the way it is with the Lord, like. You have to be willing to completely expose what you look like without all that makeup on. That's what yielding is. Yielding to Holy Spirit is taking off all that makeup and revealing to him, which he already knows, but basically revealing to him that those high cheekbones really aren't high cheekbones. Um, that, That nice little nose, you don't got a nice little nose and And, you know, that uh, uh, cleft in your chin, that ain't really there. That's just makeup. And, you know, all this and that, you know, you got all these pimples that you've hidden under makeup. You got this mole that you've hidden under makeup. And with all the makeup off, you have, you know, your eyes may be smaller. And, you know, maybe even you wear different color contacts for your eyes. Like, you take it all off and you expose yourself to him and what you, who you really are, and what you really are, and what you really look like, and then he comes in, and he does a work in you, to the point where you don't even care if everybody sees you for who you really are, you don't even care, because, because of him, because of Jesus, because He can take it all because of the grace of God, because of the joy that he poured into you, because you no longer have to pretend to be somebody that you're not. And the freedom you have of no longer being bound up in a facade of, this is what everybody wants me to look like or be like or sound like as a Christian, but I'm not that. I'm a totally different person, and I don't care if those people that know me don't recognize me anymore because of all the makeup that I no longer have on. And I'm not saying real makeup, you know, this is all, you know. It's just an example, but they're seeing you for who you are, without all your makeup, uh, without your wig on, um, and and you don't even care. You don't even care that they realize that all you were was fake. You're just fake all these different things that they thought you were all together and man I wish I was like that mom look how all together she is and she's got her kids and and uh, um, she just looks set and she's part of this board and that board and that board and she's doing all this stuff and she's got a job as well you know that she kind of does part-time and she homeschools her kids like this is insane she's so amazing so together but that's only part of what they want you want them to see you fake girl. And there's guys out there like that. You fake. And 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 you're a believer in Christ and you fake. You're not who they think you are. Everything around you is crumbling but everything else looks perfect. I'll make sure th- those tombs are whitewashed. <laughs> like and I'm not doing it this to condemn you or you know it's not like that but i'm telling you as a person who kind of sort of like lived in I, I had my own my own places of of cover before revival that i had to be willing to let go of in order to yield to him in order to have revival and i'm telling you there's so much freedom in not hardening your heart and just yielding to what he wants, no matter what that looks like. I know I look like an absolute fool when I dance. I probably look like that one lady from Seinfeld that dances all crazy, and I don't even care. Because I'm not dancing for you, and I'm not dancing for people to enjoy. It's not for their pleasure. I don't care. You're you're not even supposed to be looking. Like... <laughs> I don't even care if you are looking because I'm worshiping the Lord and the Lord loves it. The Lord loves everything. He he loves it. He loves my weird dancing and I'm, I'm unashamed. I will be undignified. I will be more undignified than this. Like David says, I don't even care if I look like an idiot. If I look like a fool to your eyes, I don't care because his eyes, he loves it. He takes so much pleasure in it. And that's a freedom I have that you don't have, that you can't have in Christ if you would just let go of the facade. And in the American church today, that's where we're at. America needs revival because they gotta let go of the facade. And you may let go of the facade and suddenly realize you're not even really born again. And it doesn't matter what part of leadership you are, it's about your soul. Whether you're a pastor or Whether you claim to be an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist, it doesn't matter. If you remove all the layers and you suddenly expose to yourself that you are not born again, get born again, repent of your sin, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ because it's about your eternity. He will judge you according to your sin don't keep up the facade that you're born again. Be real with everybody. Because when you're real with everybody, suddenly those people around you can get some freedom too. And if they want nothing to do with you after that and they want to slam uh, who you are and the fact that you've been fake all this time on social media, who cares? There's going to be people who will stand with you. And if there aren't people who will stand with you, who cares? Jesus is standing with you. Holy Spirit's with you. The Father is with you. They're saying, let's do this. Let's keep going forward. Who cares what they think? Let's keep going forward. I encouraged one person one time because the Lord gave me this, this prophetic dream and I told them, it doesn't matter what happens. You just keep going forward. You just keep letting him love on you and you keep loving on him and he's going to just pour on you. It's going to be crazy. And then I told their spouse, don't be jealous. Don't get mad with what the Lord's doing in his life. Because you, you'll, you'll want this. You wanted certain freedoms. You wanted certain things for him. You've been asking and praying for it. This is the opportunity. Leave him alone and let him experience what God's doing in his life. Let, him, let the grace of God pour out on his life. The Lord's going to go deeper with him. Don't get jealous. Don't get mad. Don't suddenly decide you don't like it. You suddenly decide you don't like it, and you're going to mess up everything. You're going to ruin everything. Your heart's going to become bitter toward him and toward God and toward everybody around you. And I warned them, and I said, if she becomes bitter, you just keep going. You just keep pushing. You just keep loving on God. Don't let anything keep you from him. Well, you know, you give a prophetic word, and it's not up to you on what they do. you just you just give it to them, and you pray to God that they hear His voice and do not harden their hearts, as in the rebellion. It happens. to be honest, it happens. And I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you and I'm praying today that you will not harden your heart to this word because you can have freedom. And you can let go of the facade. Church, you can let go of the facade. You do not have to look like another pastor in order to succeed. You're, you, this isn't a business. This is the souls. These are about souls. And if you're not born again, they're going to hell just like you are. You're sending them all to hell. Other believers in Christ, I mean, you may not even be a pastor. I'm not just talking to the pastors. Like, don't, don't send somebody to, to hell in a handbasket because, because of your facade, because you're faking something. And, and, and you may even be porn again. I'm not saying you're not. Because believers can have religious layers upon them because they, they've suddenly decided that they can't be vulnerable before God, even though God knows who you are and what you really are. And quite frankly, there are people with the Holy Spirit that know what you are, know you what you really are, but they're just kind of giving you some grace. Or they may be encouraging you to, like, Chill. Give everything to him and receive what God has for you. Get in revival. Get your get your, oil, your, lamp oil. Like fill it up because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Christ can come tomorrow. Christ can come three hours from now. Who knows? Christ can come back. And you're listening to this. And I'm not doing a pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. I don't know. You know, I, I grew up hearing pre-tribs. That's what I grew up hearing. You know, I grew up in the semi, I grew up in this <laughs> Baptist slash Pentecostal home, and and then in a Baptist slash Pentecostal church. They call themselves Pentecostal persuasion. Um, and and it was all pre-trib, you know. I have no idea. Now that I'm born again, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, our pastor asked us all one time, you know, cause he was talking about, we were talking about the end times and the, he asked, you know, has anybody read the, um, the, the books, you know? Um, and, and I was like, you know, I read, you know, some of them and, He's like, you know, why'd you stop? And I said, I got born again. And it's true. After I got born again, you know, I, I try to read them and I'm like, you know, these this is nice fiction, but I can't base what I believe on this. And there are a lot of people that have based their belief on on those, you know, like their life lives in, it's like their Bible. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know when in all of this he's going to come back. We're kind of dealing with some tribulation, so I wouldn't say it was pre. But what I do know is we don't know the day or the hour of his return. Don't allow yourself to live in a facade trying to make everything look good and sound good and be good. And because it's not about you. This whole thing, it's not about you. None of it has to do with you. It's all about Jesus. It's all about souls. Nothing to do with you. And if you are allowing people to look up to you, to admire you, to respect you not respect you, but to look to you, to admire you, to almost put you in in the place of God. Maybe not quite there, but, you know, they just can't live their lives without hearing what you're doing on Instagram. You know what I mean? If that's the kind of life you've decided you want to live and you think that that is the normal Christian life, I have news for you, sweetheart, or sweet sir, I don't know. Um... That ain't the life. That's not normal Christian life. Normal Christian life is your eyes are on Jesus. 24-7. Eyes on Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. You want to hear everything he has to say. Every single word. It's your life is hanging on everything he is. And he's done for you. You're praising him. And you have so much joy. And he's giving to you, and he has so much joy, and you're just, it's like you're forever running in a field of, just forever running in this field that has no limitations, no stops. You're just running in freedom. Freedom. There's not a gate to stop you. There might be a a road to guide you, maybe some on the side to kind of guide you and keep you going, you know? But there's no gate in front of you or a fence in front of you to stop you from freedom, running in freedom, lasting freedom, everlasting freedom in Christ Jesus. When you have freedom in Christ, your life is fearless. What do you got to lose? Nothing. To live as Christ and to die as Gain, oh the joy! Like, okay, so I grew up. I, I, you know, I I knew who Jimmy Swaggart is, and if you don't know who Jimmy Swaggart is, it's it's okay. You know, you'll you'll survive. But, um, and I don't know if this is his song, like he wrote it or whatever, but growing up in the 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 world I grew up in, you know, church world I grew up in. Um, I remember, and it comes to mind ever so often, the Holy Spirit brings it to mind ever so often, when when something's going on, and he used to sing this one song, I, I don't know the whole song, I just know this part, where he's like, he touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. That's like the song in your heart. When you're introduced to freedom, and you're introduced to his love, and has joy, like his presence, the joyful presence of God, and freedom. Just something just happened. And everything's changed. Your entire life's changed. You are born again, again, so to speak. You, it's like that. It feels like that. But it's just going back to your first love and what it's like to be with your first love. Uh, it's the Father, it's Christ, like going back to that that encounter with him when you got born again, and you're like, nothing else matters but him, and you're just you just grabbed a hold of him and you're running, you know, and revival is coming back to that, and then some like revival's extra. Revival like it'll set you back to where you're you're meant to be, you know? Like when when you're in a video game or whatever and and it it sets you back to your spot after you like you die or whatever. It sets you back to your spot so that you can try again. Um and it's what happens like when you go back to your first love. The beginning of Revival, you're going back, you know, you're going back to your first love. And from that moment on is when the hev- the windows of heaven pour out and he comes to sit with you, and he pours out such blessings that there's not room to contain. And I'm not even just talking about the a financial blessing. I'm talking about like his joy and his love and his peace and his fr- the freedom you have in Christ and 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 understanding what it means to be really loved by God and being a child of God. And no holds barred. Like absolutely no holds barred. As long as you're yielding and you're receiving, he's pouring out. And your life is completely, it's just not the same. And in situations where it looks dangerous or you don't know what's going to happen or what's going to go on, you're suddenly like, I'm okay. I'm going to be all right because of Jesus. As long as my eyes are on him, And what I'm doing is his will, because as long as my eyes are on him, it's his will. As long as my eyes are on him and I'm doing his will, nothing else matters. Everything's going to be okay. I can sit and laugh at things to come. I can sit and laugh at just the attempts of trying to destroy what god has done in me i'm gonna laugh at that because i have victory in christ i have victory in christ nobody can take that away from me nothing can take that away from me you're gonna kill me well okay i'm still living in freedom in christ for all eternity this body is just a body you know what i mean it's like you're suddenly in that place of nothing else matters my life is for him not people looking to me and admiring me and saying no she got it all together no it's 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 all about him every single bit of it is about him and for his glory and for his honor and for his fame like every every single bit of it being a mom being a parent it's all it's all for him uh, um when you're at work it's all for him When you're at the grocery store, it's all for him. When you're driving, it's all for him. When you're sitting down reading the word of God, it's all for him. When you're just sitting down with your kids, it's all for him. When you're going to bed at night, it's all for him. Like everything is for him. And it's not, there's not this feeling of work and obligation. It's so easy. And it's an absolute pleasure to be all for him. There's no work involved. You're not exhausted by the end of it. And, 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 and are crawling back and saying, I got to have more because there, there's no longer a, a work to it. You're living the merry life. You're sitting at Jesus' feet and you're listening to everything he has to say. And guess what? The job's getting done. The work's getting done. It's just effortless. And that's what he wants for you today. as the body of Christ and it's just you individually because it starts with you revival starts with you it starts with um you as an individual and and it it goes into the corporate body but you never know if you're the one that's praying and asking god god bring revival to my church you know it starts with you those two old women Uh, In Wales, when the Welch revival happened, it started with them. They were in revival. Everybody else just had to catch up to what they were doing. Everybody just had to catch up to the revival that was going on with them. That's what happens. Like, revival comes, and he pours out. And it might just start with you. Let everything go. Everything. Every single bit of it. You know, my pastor... said in a really awesome way that really changed my life and it was this pretend that there's a stadium filled with seats you know all the seats in the stadium and every seat has something in your life that you need to just get rid of It's, it's a spot where holy spirit can be but it's filled with something else and you just walk with holy spirit to each and every seat and say you know I, I need to I need to let go of this. Uh, I'm letting go of this. Holy Spirit, you're welcome right here. Next seat, I'm letting go of this. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to sit right here. Next seat, I'm letting go of this. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to sit right here. And you do that with every single seat in your life, in your heart. And you you welcome him into every to sit at every single seat. And it's gonna, it's gonna mess you up. It's gonna change your life. It's gonna bring revival. Like real, raw, tangible revival. That's how. That's what revival's like, and that's how you get revival. That's how you get revival. You take Holy Spirit to every single seat and you say, Getting rid of this, Holy Spirit, you're welcome to sit right here and you give him everything, and you take off every layer of makeup in your life, in your heart, and you expose yourself, vulnerable and open to who you really are, to him, and let him, and yield to him, receive, let him do a work in your life. Do not harden your heart as in the days of old, where they rebelled against God, and they, and they would not Abide with him and be with him the way he desired. But open yourself up to his presence. Let him sit with you face to face. I promise you won't die. You're already dead to sin. You're already alive in Christ. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in you. You won't die. Let him sit with you face to face. Let me come down and be with you. Because nothing else will matter after that. Everything just kind of makes sense (laughs) in your life. And you'll walk in joy. And something may be happening, and oh, your heart is just ripped into shreds. But oh, the joy that floods my soul when I gave that over to Him and I said, Father, my heart is broken. Fill me, Holy Spirit. You're welcome right here. You're welcome to sit right here. And he fills you with joy. And you're laughing. And he's healing you. Let him pour out his grace upon you. It's okay. Don't wallow in in the lie of the devil that you have condemnation over you. You don't, you're free in Christ. If you're born again, you're free in Christ. And you never have to deal with that again. Don't allow the devil to make you think that you have to live with fear and anxiety and depression and thoughts of suicide. You don't, that left you when you got born again. Those are connected with sin. And when you are no longer, you are dead to sin. They no longer have a hold on you. You have divorced yourself from those things. Let go of them. And put on the mind of Christ. Put on the garments of praise. And be fearless in Christ. And know that you can be free. You don't have to live with anything that this world tries to diagnose you with. Because if it in any way, shape, or form destroys the mind, the body, the heart, your emotions, you don't have to live with those. They don't belong to you. They came in with sin. You no longer are bound and a prisoner to sin. Therefore, they can no longer bind you. You are free in Christ. And declare that today and let go of those things. You don't have to live with Seeing a, a counselor or or a psychiatrist every two weeks because of those things, you no longer have to live with that. Having a medication, to be and be bound in that medication as well as the depression or the anxiety, you no longer have to be bound to it. You are free in Christ. That is your promise. That came from the Lord. He bled for you to no longer be bound in those things be free today. Be free today. Be free today. Give it to him. Tell him to take it all. Give it all to him. Invite him to every single seat in your life. Man, I I, I love that. Pastor Cletus, that was, that was spot on. That was Holy Spirit. That was an anointed example that completely changed my life. Like, completely changed it i remember the night i did it i was laying in bed my husband was sitting he was sleeping beside me snoring away My, my all my children were asleep and i went through every single thing in my life and i invited him to every single seat and i woke up a changed woman completely changed woman And my children's lives have changed because of it. My relationship with my husband has changed because of it. I'm not saying it's perfection, but it's pretty good. Be free. Be free like he always wanted you to be. Abide with him like he's always wanted you to. Don't harden your heart. Like, Like the children of Israel did in Exodus. Don't don't harden your heart. He he wants to be with you. Like it's that simple. You're a child of God. He's not like your daddy. He is. He's not like your daddy on earth. He is the ultimate dad. And and he's amazing. He's amazing. And his love is boundless, limitless. His love, there's no so hold on his love. He won't say, I mean, he just pours it out. If you'll take it, he'll give it. Like, he loved you even when you didn't want it. Like, Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like he already showed his love to you. He's already showing his love to you. If you're not born again, guess what? He's already showing how much he loves you simple as that he loves you he loves you, he loves you, he loves you believer in Christ, child of God he loves you, it's never stopped it never will stop it never will stop the grace of God is there to be poured out upon you let go of this lie of the enemy that you have to be a certain way act a certain way, get it all together condemnation upon you but you've sinned Let go of it and hold on to his grace. Let him just fill you with his love, his grace, his joy, his presence. You'll never be the same. You'll be who you're meant to be. It'll be the normal in your life. Revival. How it's supposed to be. (laughs) The normal. It's supposed to be normal. It's completely normal. Don't worry. It's okay. You won't die feel like, I mean, it's amazing. It's exhilarating. It's awesome. And it never stops. It's not like an adrenaline rush that's here and then goes. Uh, it's, he's always there. His, his presence is here right now with me. I love, I love his presence. I love talking about freedom. I love talking about his joy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love every single bit of it. Because it's him, it's his, it's for me, it's for you, it's, it's for everyone. If, if they would just repent of their sin, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and let God do a work in their life. Just like it took humility and vulnerability. At that moment when you got born again, it takes humility and vulnerability to be in this place, to be like this. Huh. And it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Every single bit of it. So take it. Here, have it. Like, today, decide not to harden your hearts when you hear his voice. So good. It's so, it's so good. Anyway, I love you guys. Be blessed. Step into revival. Revival. Step in you can have it. Step in you don't have to wait until you're like good enough. You just you just go in as you are. You just give it all to the Lord. You just you just give it all to him. You just invite him in every single spot and you tell him I want more. I want more of you. I'm hungry for you. I'm tired of being where I'm at. And he's going to fill you up and he's going to pour out his love on you. And you will never be the same. People are gonna go, what happened to you, what's wrong with you, what changed you, and you can tell them there was this girl uh, on a podcast that started talking about revival, and I listened to her, and I did what she said to do, and I've never been the same, and this is me, this is normal me, you just tell them, that's normal me, what was me before was it me, that was fake me, this is normal me, this is who I am without my makeup on, (laughs) you guys be blessed, walk in the joy and freedom of the Lord. I'm going to stop now because I can keep going because I love talking about this because he's so amazing and awesome. God is so amazing and awesome. You guys be blessed. I'll I'll talk to you again and I'll probably be about this again, but I'll talk to you again very soon. Love you guys.